This episode of the Bayou Dragons podcast is proudly brought to you by Dragon Industrial Rap. Fuse. Ready for any project, no matter how big or how small. Dragon Industrial Rap. And welcome back to episode 44 of the Bayou Dragons podcast. Today you have me and Mitchell per use. Then we have reoccurring guest, Swamp Seeker, Andrew Austin. He has uh, been a part of multiple of our podcasts. We just, you know, this morning we were like, man, let's, we haven't done a podcast in a little bit. Let's uh, get together. Who's somebody that's good at talking shit? Swamp Seeker. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then we have a new guest, a guest that's been sought after, been asked by a lot of uh, people in the Bayou Dragon community to have him on, Aaron Swoleman George. Howdy, howdy. How's it going, y'all? Yeah, George has been asked about countless times. When y'all going to have George on? Well, today is a special day because he is here with us. We've been hanging out. We um, cooked a little bit on the old Smoky, had some pork chops, boudin, and uh, some poppers. And we've just been hanging out, drinking a couple beers. And we're going to run this episode and um, talk about, I don't know. I don't know what we're going to get into today. we got a lot uh, going on here in the next uh, couple months. First oh, yeah. off, border. Hell of, hell of a grilling, man. You did a great job on that. Thanks, man. Thank no you. Doubt. I uh, I hope it was up to Nathan Sanchez's uh, par. He got <laughs> 15th and chicken at the Rice Festival. So, <laughs> let's uh, congratulations, Nathan, for getting 15th and chicken. Um, no, I just figured, I was like, man, let's just do something easy today. Because it was kind of last second to throw this podcast together, even though, like, you know, we'll be wanting to have George on and, Swamp's always a good reoccurring guest, but I was like, you know what? Usually it's like sous vide steaks or like wahoo. I was like, let's just do some pork chops and keep it simple. Cold beer and pork chops, man. Can't but beat that combo. Can't go wrong. Before we get into it, I will say, I guarantee you, Aaron is probably the most like asked about <laughs> character like out of anybody every time we go to a show. No doubt. I have a question. Has Aaron's voice been revealed on any of these videos? No. I, no. Well, the distinct voice with the look, man. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, it's yeah. here yeah, now. It it's here now. <laughs> the voice sing, hey, I can sing a little tune real quick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, check this out. Check this out. I got you. Baby, lock them doors and turn them lights down low. See? Is that Josh Turner? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, in the shower, man, behind the curtains, definitely. I can be wherever you want me to be. Um but like we just we we did the uh, Texas Trophy Hunters run, you know. Recently, we just did Gator Fest, and I if I'm if I'm lying, I'm dying. I fifteen to twenty times somebody walked up and would be like, "Hey, where's the swolesome bitch at?" They don't even know your name; they just know you as swolesome bitch. So like, where's that swolesome bitch? And I'm like, Aaron. They're like, yeah, dude, he is large. I'm like, yeah, he's a like the perfect model for the Bayou Dragons. I think, I think Mitch, like, uh, we pay the nine ninety nine to make me a little bit smaller, you know? Nah, man. So, with George, um, uh, long before we started the Bayou Dragons, I've known George for years, and uh, we'll, we'll get into how me and George met a little later, but one day we were hanging out at the house, and I was I was shooting some content, you know, to promote some, some one of our new shirts or something, and George was hanging out, and I put him in a video, and, dude, it fucking – went off and I was like, man, the internet just loves George, you know? And, um, George has helped us a lot with advertising, marketing, and just, he's a good friend and he helps the brand a lot. And we're glad to have him in our circle. No 
no doubt. No oh, we've doubt, we've given him a discount code like that he uses like for promotion. It's George fifteen. Just if you use George fifteen, you get fifteen percent off any like Bayou Dragon product. So if you do listen to this podcast and you want to buy some stuff, there's a fifteen percent off right there just for listening to George. Yeah, yeah, times are tough, man. Don't 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 pay full price, not at all. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, there's a redheaded guy that just sang about you know that what's that dude's name. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Oliver. Oliver Anthony. Yeah, Oliver like, Anthony. I don't think we've done a pod. I haven't been a part of a podcast since that song came out, and that was like the biggest thing for like two weeks. Man, the song I, hit hard at first, and then it got blasted. I think it just much. got played too. It much. got overplayed. We were sitting at Gator Fest in the booth next to us, just hammering down. Like I, we heard it like eight times. We're like, all right, man, come on. All right, dude. <laughs> like, we love the song, but, but respect to him, man. Uh, he was about to uh, sell out a venue, and they they marked up the ticket prices to like a hundred bucks, and uh, he shut it off. He was like, nah, don't pay that much for that. Uh, for for to hear me sing, he rented another venue, only paid out twenty dollars a ticket. Hell yeah, yeah that's man, good dude, man. This guy Over went on the Rogan see. podcast. He went on yeah. the Joe Rogan podcast. Just an overnight sensation. You know you made it when you uh, make it on the uh, Rogan. Yeah, the OG, the OG podcast. I'm just waiting to get asked to be on the Rogan podcast. You know, <laughs> be just talk about the Bayou Dragons. I'll be like, uh, so Joe. Joseph, listen here. <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> There's no way I'd call him Joe Rogan. I would call him Joseph. I'd be so Joseph. Listen here, man. This is what we got going on down in Southeast <laughs> Texas. Okay. First off, I don't know why you're not wearing Bayou Dragon gear right now. I am. You know? the f- no, I'm talking about Joseph, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, Joe, yeah, Joe yeah, 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 yeah. No, <laughs> if we, we did a podcast, he would for sure be wearing – I'm going to send him some stuff. I mean, he lives right there in Austin. So, yeah. I will tell you this. I listened to a shitload of Joseph, but there's another guy I listened to. Uh, he's called Sean Ryan. He's got a badass show, too. I enjoy the shit out of Sean Ryan. Those are the only two podcasts I really listen to is Rogue, or Joseph and Sean Ryan. Yeah, I listen to Joseph, Theo – Oh, we got to have the Olympics, man. I, I, I just, all I listen to is just comedy podcasts. I don't listen to any hunting or fishing because, we, I mean, we usually talk about it anyway on our podcast. So. And there's another one called The Outdoor Experience I listen to quite frequently. Isn't that the name of yours? Or? <laughs> you got it wrong. <laughs> oh, man. The Wildlife Experience, bro. My bad. That was close. <laughs> the Wildlife Experience no, is pretty badass, man, it's, too. Uh, that's Damn. a more serious tone on that one. Damn. I don't get to have as much fun on my own podcast. That's why you come on ours. So you have a good <laughs> so time. Yeah, you, you can cut up. You can cuss. You don't have to sit there and be just like. I'm talking to like fucking serious professionals on there half the time. Bro, I am as serious of a professional as there is, dude. I'm barefoot today, dog. I mean, I'm straight up just yeah. toesing it. Porter, do you have web toes? Oh, yeah, dude. That's right. Aquatic. It's yeah. Aquatic. If they would have. Belongs swim- in the marsh. Dude, if Anahuac would have a swimming team, bro, guaranteed I would have got first place. Get me a quick pinch of cougar before we kick this off. Dude, cougar. Okay. Man, y'all miss cougar. Come on. Dude, bro. Okay. I've been dipping. I've been dipping for 15 years. I've dipped Copenhagen from day one. Well, Mitchell and Tanner the other day. Were we heading to? We're duck hunting. We're going duck hunting. I'll tell the story. You tell it because you're a part of it. Me and and Tanner were going. um, We were going on a teal hunt. Yeah. We stopped at the normal gas station in the morning, got a little breakfast, went to the gas station, and me and Tanner were getting our morning cans of Copenhagen, you know, per usual. Anyway, great cashier, very polite woman. I'm buying my Copenhagen. She says, you ought to try this Cougar. It's only $1.99 a can. Get the fuck out of here. And I said, I've, I've never heard of that. Is that something new? She was like, it's an older 
brand of dip that they're trying to revamp and bring back. I was like, it's a dollar ninety nine. What the hell? You know, give me a can. Well, I took a pinch of this cougar and it it has a uh it bites you. You know, when you take the, your first pinch of cougar, it, it bites you. But after you get past that initial bite, it is just as good. It does the same shit as Copenhagen does. It's it's, it's, a, it's, it's a good dip for a dollar. Uh, I have seven, eight rolls in my freezer right now, and I paid a fraction of the price I do for Copenhagen. Yeah. I got to fucking capitalize on that shit. Should I break my two-year snuff? Fast? No. Right now? Mm-mm. Yeah. No. Porter, With Cougar? No. You know what? No. I'm still. You know what we're not going to do? Be a bunch of bitches. <laughs> so, yeah. You know what? I hope oh, you fall boy. back into the crippling nicotine addiction that I have to live with hey, to a day to day basis. Hang on, hang on. Don't let it start out with Cougar, though. Let it start out with Copenhagen Wintergreen. Bro, I've oh, already man. got a coug- I've had a Cougar in my lips since what? after that pork chop, boy. It smells like Grizzly Wintergreen. What it Dude, it like. literally. This is exactly like Grizzly. Cougars. I swear to. Jeebus Criesto, that cougar is just grizzly in a cheaper can, and it is fantastic. Dollar ninety nine. Dollar ninety nine. Select locations. Uh, I'm about to I'm about to throw it in some basically virgin lips right now. Oh, I ain't dipped in forever. <sighs> oh, I should call her more, yeah, more virgin. Than, more than welcome to use. Share my spittoon, snuff cup, snuff cup, spittoons. I I feel like a real dickhead because I don't have the snuff <laughs> cup today. I forgot it in my house. I got two of them. Two got, years going down the drain, man. Come on. Two years, Swamp Seeker is not taking a pinch. We are not pressuring. Ugh. He has asked for. A I'm pinch pressuring. Of- Fucking take it. There's dude. a seventy percent <laughs> chance I have a bad time, but fuck it. He takes a pinch of cougar. Here we go. Let's get this kicked uh. off. Yeah, it's not okay, Aaron. He's not doing heroin. He's doing cougar. I mean, he's just doing a pinch Man, of snuff. I just know how it feels like trying yeah. to quit, and when you actually quit, like, I mean, good for you. Like, you're more man than me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna die with lip cancer. No, there's no doubt. Dude, yeah, my mom asked me to quit one time, and I was like, Mom, there's one thing you raised me to do, and that was not be a quitter, not be a loser. I can't guarantee that I've never been a loser, but I've never been a quitter. <laughs> I'll tell you that. So, anyway. So, what are we going to get into today, man? We got... We, we have a bunch of shit, honestly. <laughs> and, like, we're, we're on a, a bunch of shit that's unscripted. So, which is... The, so, this is our 44th episode... We've never done a script, so we're not going to start now. Damn, I know uh, we just had a... When's the last time we cleaned that thing? <laughs> oh, I was like a dead animal in there. I oh, like old cat pussy. <laughs> you know, Snub Cup sells different... He, more he liner. sell the liner. can replace that, the liner in that's there. That's been sitting for a little while, but there was just a little bit of residue in the <laughs> Sorry, bottom. Porter. I'm, no, man. no, it's fine. You interrupted me, and you know what? It's fine. I derailed you. <sighs> anyway. No, we've had a... I haven't been on a podcast since before teal season. So we had teal season, which was great. We can talk about, you know, some good hunts that we've had. It was gator season. And then it's been a real busy time for, I know, Swamp Seeker. I mean, this is peak. Every alligator in southeast Texas is gets in everybody's ditches, pools, kitchens. Oh, yeah. Lofts or wherever the hell they're at. <laughs> yeah. And you've had some pretty cool videos you posted online of you, like, you know, freestyle catching these alligators and, you know. I've been getting after it, man. Uh, you know, I'm linked up with Gary Sarge with Gator Country. A lot of the calls that go through them, they, they you know, direct them to me. And um, over the past month, I've caught, I think I've caught four over six foot. I caught one that was around eight. Uh, nothing crazy, but uh, if it's over six foot, I'm excited. If it's under six foot, it's hard to take those calls because they're just little four foot, Bro, you know. Not to mention, like, you're majestic with it. Like, <laughs> you are absolutely just majestic with it. Man. You really yeah. are. 
I've seen I know a lot of good people that catch alligators like top notch alligator handlers if you, if you will. Swamp Seeker is definitely among the best um I've ever seen at catching an alligator. In any situation, yeah. he's he's just he's got it, man. And yeah. what's even more impressive is like like lately you've been doing like these, you know, interactive videos why you're catching them. So you're like describing what you're doing, why you're doing it. It's not like you catch it and then you just like talk about what you're doing. Like the other day in the pool, I enjoyed the shit out of that video where you're like, <laughs> All right, we're in this pool, this alligator's in it. You're like doing the whole thing and then you get in there. Uh didn't you have a GoPro on your chest? No, man. I, <laughs> that pool that pool gator uh was actually given to me by Damon Bailey. Damon couldn't get it because it was in Orange County, out of his jurisdiction, because mm. he uh, works for the sheriffs, you know, sheriff's department in Jefferson County. So, uh, and a pool alligator is a really rare call. Um, you know, most most calls around here, are, you know, an alligator in a ditch or a pond, and a, a pool gator is like something every nuisance trapper dreams of because it's just you know the clear water and you're diving in there and it's just real badass. And uh, I was heading to work. Heading to make duck calls, and Damon called me, and I was like, "Man, I don't really feel like taking a gator call." And uh, he was like, "Man, it's in a pool." And I was like, "Shit, I'll fucking get it." Yeah, yeah. And but I had my GoPro on me, but I didn't have my uh, my chest mount or my head mount, so I had to hold. That whole film was I was filming with one hand, and I was roping with the other. I was swimming with a rope and a camera in one hand. That whole catch, and, and uh, it turned out okay. Yeah, and the video. That's my closest video that's almost gotten to a million. I haven't got the million views yet. but On, on Insta? On Insta, yeah. Dude, that's yeah. Prime so, right there. just to say, we call our friend Andrew Swamp Seeker, but his Instagram is the Texas Naturalist, which mm. I wish he would change it back to Swamp Seeker. But that Maybe was his. Someday. But, uh, yeah, we call him Swamp Seeker. Instagram, the Texas Naturalist. And yeah. he's got some really cool stuff going on on his, on yeah. his page. Y'all to check it out. And I, I try not to miss a gator call now. I try to film every gator call. Uh People enjoy it. You know, I try to make them a little educational because, you know, it's a serious job catching them gators. It's uh, part of the Texas Alligator Management Program. And uh, we have a really good program leader, John Warner, and, you know, making sure people understand what, what we're doing and all that is really important. And all the gators go back to gator country and live out the rest of their life and um, part of educational programs. And it's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. So Swamp's Week, uh, Swamp, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> All right. It was like a double whammy there, Swamp Seeker. So that gator, was it a saltwater pool, chlorine pool? It was saltwater, That's which it. is good. Okay, yeah. Chlorine is not the best for an alligator. Salt, my salt water salt water is also a problem for alligators. They don't have the, the salt glands that crocs have. Yeah. But uh, most saltwater pools, I think the salt levels are pretty low compared to the ocean. So that like if they're in there for a couple of days, it's you know it's fine, but... Most of the time, people discover it and they freak out and they call us, you know, and they we go get it. But in like a pretty so. efficient time. Yeah. Hey, can you imagine, like, hey, baby, let's go skinny dipping, get in the pool, and there's a goddamn uh, six happens, foot gator man, in there. It happens. Golly. Um, Seeker, did you hunt it all during till season? I did. Uh, I did a hunt with Central Flyway Outfitters. Uh, they needed a photographer, and they let me bring my gun, and it was a, it was a decent hunt. Um, the highlight of that experience was getting to meet Ramsey Russell, that guy that travels the world. Dude, I tell you what. So, if everyone listening, if you don't know who Ramsey Russell is, check him out, man. He he's very well known in the waterfowl industry. He hunts year round all over the world. He's he's really cool, man. Yeah. And uh, Swamp Seeker got to sit down and talk to him. Yeah, I got I had him on my podcast, and then 
uh, it was funny the day before I went on that hunt. I had I, I knew he comes down for teal season every year. He hunts with Oyster Bayou Hunting Club, um, and I called him. I was, I was trying to get him up to the Sure Shot shop just to meet him in person because you know I had the podcast with him and he's just a really cool dude. He's hunted in like forty countries, duck hunted. Yeah, he's I've, killed ducks in almost like half freaking countries. The amount of uh, he's probably there's one hundred ninety six countries, so not half. But he's is there one hundred ninety six? Yes, but he's done. <laughs> he's, you killed, know, he's killed him in a I lot mean, of countries. He's done them. I've, I've only done it one, so he's definitely kicking my ass. He's hunted them in Azerbaijan, Mongolia, Australia, Pakistan. Oh, he, dude, his Sweden. Instagram tag is Ramsey Russell gets ducks. Yeah, like and that's he bro, does get and he ducks. does. Get ducks. It's and it's duck season somewhere. That's his punchline. It's duck season somewhere. He travels every single month of the year. He's traveling the world. Right now he's in uh Canada hunting geese. He was here for mm. teal season. And I walk I didn't know he was there. I walk up in the lodge in Central Flyway and then there he was just sitting there. I was starstruck. I don't care about celebrities and shit. I look up to people like Ramsey Russell, tra- trailblazers. He don't give a shit what anybody thinks. He travels the world, hunts ducks, and his uh he's got a podcast called Get Ducks podcast i think um and it's really cool man he's he's a he's a real cool dude he's from mississippi his his background is hunting the, the timber in mississippi hunting greenheads but now he's, he chases the experience of hunting with different cultures around the world and he shot probably you know half the species of ducks in the world you know it's cool did y'all uh, y'all end up shooting some birds that morning when you hunted and this teal season i guess some people had a good teal season but uh we had a slow hunt and we killed 17 and it took, we hunted till 10 a.m. That's the latest I've ever hunted till season. Man, it was a great and bad till season for anyone. If you had water, you know, earlier than when till season started, you were fine. They had a home base, they're eating, they're doing their thing. Like we had fantastic till season. I got to hunt three separate times and. I think we did six man, six man, four man, or something like that, and you know, had yeah. a blast. Killed a shit ton of ducks, but the a lot of people had a struggled this year because it was such a drought. We didn't have rain for like sixty days or something like that. Yeah, we, we had uh, really one of the biggest droughts we've had in the past several years. I mean, it was yeah. dry here. Dry and uh, kind of a slow early teal migration. I have a friend that's an ornithologist. He studies birds. and He was up uh, way up north in the Prairie Pothole region just a couple weeks ago and he said there were still a lot of blue wings hanging out up there. Yeah. And they, and usually they should be already in this rice. Yeah. Chilling in the rice and then they head down to Mexico, have a couple margaritas on the beach, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Normal teal shit. Yeah. Yeah. But and I know now, I, if if Swamp and uh, George wouldn't been here today, I was going to have rants on because I know he had a pretty good gator season, you know. There's a lot of big alligators taken this year. Like, I think his first alligator this year was 13-2, you know. Jeez. That's a good start to the oh, yeah. to the year, which is also a, a like what you do, catching them and bringing them to gator country, that's super important for, you know, conservation, but then also the harvesting of alligators. You, you know better than anybody that yeah, yeah, that's, that's a very important part of it too. It's so. all part of the management of the alligator. Um, and this this alligator season was good, and that's a cool part about teal season is, you know, going on a teal hunt and then going to hunt alligators after. And I got to do that. I've done it once before when I was real young uh, with my cousin. And uh, when I went with Central Flyway, they also sell alligator hunts. So we went from teal straight to alligators, and then we brought them to Gator Fest and seeing all the big gators getting weighed in and the contests and all that, it was it was pretty cool to see. And there were some big gators weighed in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some big ones. 
Yeah, there's a lot. It, shoot, I know there was like at least like ten this year that got brought in that were uh, over thirteen. Yep. What's wrong? A, no, we're good. My headset just. Yeah. Oh, it's <coughs> starting to mess up on us. But yeah, so um, it was a. And there, I don't know what the was that the biggest one brought in was Rance's. No, there was a somebody this year brought a thirteen six or something like that's that. A, that's that a good gator. Them. Yeah, that's a sixty plus year old alligator. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, uh, there's a. We were on a big one. It just didn't work out this year. I mean, he'll be there again next year. You know, but one property had a a bad gar kill because there hasn't been any rain, lack of oxygen, a bunch of fish died. The alligators don't give a shit about you throwing out a piece of chicken. You know, <laughs> trying to catch, you know. Trying to catch them, they're just eating fish. Oh, they're full. I see. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For like, it happened. Of course, right at the beginning of the season, there's a ditch that uh, my brother has property on that you know he has tags on, and there's just thousands of like garfish that just died, just from lack of oxygen. You know, and that's like usually like garfish, are, like the strongest of them. They're like a damn catfish. You can't don't kill need much bastard. oxygen. Yeah. No. So you know it. It's been dry when they start dying. Yeah, that's bad. So there was a. All across the alligators range, there was there was good gator hunting. I have a friend from Clemson University uh, studying alligators across their entire range, and she came into Texas during our alligator season to get samples. But she was there. She got samples from the state record, the new state record for Mississippi. It was like 14-6. I saw that. Jesus. Yeah, she, she got the samples from that. She's studying micro, microplastics, and uh, so she got to see that alligator and get samples from it. And uh, she was impressed by our, our alligator culture too. You know, she's gone from Louisiana, Mississippi – chasing the alligator all across south all across the south and um it was cool to you know hear what she had to say and it was cool that she got to process that that new record in mississippi yeah that's cool i saw that big one that was like two weeks ago yeah it was a big ass alligator i don't know the last time texas had a anything over 14 foot last year last year huh yeah but that was like they broke the state record last year was it part of gator fest no No, it wasn't from toledo ben or something no i (laughs) I can sure. I I cannot remember where it was. It wasn't Toledo. There is one on Toledo right now that I would there's put a, all the money <laughs> in my four hundred one k on. That's over fourteen. There's a couple over fourteen on Toledo. Oh yeah, but I'm just saying I know where one. It swims by our camp. You know what I mean? Another the biggest gators I've ever seen were on Toledo Bend. Old gators, man. They might be a hundred years old. Yeah, big body water, mm-hmm. plenty of food, no pressure. No. You know, and I mean, because like I think they ended up catching a. Because we have a few tags up there. We ended up getting like a 12-footer off of there, you know. And it's just one that we didn't even know was there just came up. And I was like, well, here's a 12-foot alligator, you know. So, but gator season was good. Teal season was good. We uh, we hunted with a couple different. We hunted with Webfoot Addiction over at Jenkins Farm. Had a real good hunt. We hunted with uh, uh, Warhola over at Pipkin Lodge. Had a real good hunt. And then, where was our? And y'all killed him in Finette. Colby, uh, Colby oh, yeah. Rivier's outfit. That uh, too. Well, hold on. Uh, Coastal Flyway. Yeah, Coastal Flyway. Yeah. So we had we hunted with Coastal Flyway, Webfoot, and um, Pipkin Lodge this year. So they all, they all produced. Man, we we killed a bunch of teal. All the hunts we went on were were pretty damn good, and I enjoyed. I soaked it in, dude. Um, you know, we've gone a long time since we got to shoot some birds, and just being out there getting to hunt ducks again was awesome. I will say this, though. The Pipkin Ranch is very special. We did that one hunt with Warhola, and that's where we're doing the uh, the raffle, duck hunt. That place is awesome, man. Have you heard yeah. of that swamp? 
Yeah, they, they manage their wetlands really well. I've oh, been yeah. out there. I've been out there a number of times. They were awarded like a land stewardship award by Ducks Unlimited because they do so well with their wetlands. It's it's awesome out there, and just the whole lodge, the whole experience I had when I got to go out there was unreal. And yep. uh, I just can't imagine how awesome it's going to be during Big Duck season. Yeah, if you uh, listen to the podcast, check out we have it on the we have it online. It's fifty dollars for. $50 per ticket for a two-person, two-day private hunt with the Bayou Dragons. Your lodging, your food, your stay, your everything is taken care of. Full weekend, hanging out with us, and we're going to smash some birds, too, in an awesome place. I'm glad y'all cleared that up, Max. I've had multiple messages on Instagram, like, how, how is it? Where do where do we sign up at? And, yeah, uh, yeah reiterate that. That's that's on the website, right? This is Yeah, yeah. it's on the website. This is going to be an experience. I don't want to say, like, if you're a duck hunter, it's going to be an awesome experience. But if you don't get to hunt much, it's probably be experience of a lifetime. Just the whole getting to hang out in this place. It's a special place. Yeah. For sure. And like you said. With some cool dudes, too. <laughs> Mediocre. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not bad. Uh, they're all right. <laughs> we're okay. We're not, I wouldn't say cool, but we're okay. But the the land is cool. Like, you'll yeah. see some cool shit. No yeah. doubt. Mitchell's never seen that many alligators. Before. I was telling Porter when we were we were driving back from the hunt, I was like, holy, "Dude, holy shit! I've never seen this many alligators in one area. It was yeah. every twenty feet there was a six foot or seven. I've never seen so many. The wildlife in general out there is just abundant. Yeah, that's a you know Texas. A lot of our wildlife is on private land, and and landowners like that that manage their wildlife that well, it's a it's really good. You know, it's really important shit. And they do a good job at it. How's SureShot been, man? Man, I haven't been on here since I started working at SureShot. No, you haven't. So the story is, I work at SureShot Game Calls because of Porter, basically. Well, partly because of Mitchell, too, because that's how I met the owner of SureShot. And uh, I've been there for a, over a year now. Yeah. I was in there over here making duck calls, selling duck calls. Um, I've gotten to travel around. I've been to Arizona, Arkansas. Uh, last year, I went to... Uh, the Wings Over the Prairie Festival for the World Championship Duck Calling Contest. And I, I was sitting behind the counter at Max Prairie Wings selling duck calls. That's you know, the, sick. The mecca of waterfowl culture, you know, behind the counter selling duck calls. But, you know, the problem was in, in Stuttgart, half the calls, I, I sold more R&Ts than Sure Shots. Well, that's very popular <laughs> in that area. R&T is uh, king over there. And, uh, you know, when you're behind the counter and you've got customers coming up, you know, you just, you know, you, you sell them whatever they want to buy. But uh, they come up to blow an R and T, and I'm like, man, check out this Sure Shot. And a couple of them, I, I you know, I sold them on the Sure Shot. But uh, the the most common story I heard though was, you know, my grandpa had a Sure Shot, or yeah, my my my, my dad had a Sure Shot, and uh, a lot of people were excited to see that we're kind of revamping and and getting back in the game because Sure Shot's so old, and a lot of people think of it as like an old lost duck call company, but we're still around. We got we got a new call. We got a we got a single read J frame. Um, it can hang in there with, you know, most of the, you know, the popular calls, R and T echo and all the others. Um, we got, you know, we got a co- pretty cool teal call. I got a gadwall call on the way, which a lot of our local hunters are going to be real excited about. Um, it's been a good experience. It's the coolest job I've ever had. I, I was, I was skeptical leaving my, my wildlife career to do this, but it's turned out to be a really good experience and, you know, it's all because of Porter. <laughs> Well, Jay, Jay hollered at me and just said, hey, do you have anybody that would be, you know, interested in just working for me? You know, if we, just basically running SureShot, which is basically what you've done. And I said, yeah, I got one guy in mind. 
I was like, that might, you know, drop everything, come work with you and help you revamp this whole deal. And I made a, I called you, got you in touch, and then it, yep. like a week later it happened. I was like, well, hell yeah. <laughs> I actually came through for something. <laughs> no, that's what we're about to start off with. Uh, he just hit the record button right now, and this is going on record. Oh, God. So, Andrew, you haven't taken a dip in two years. Something and then like you that. fell underneath peer pressure like a weakling. And <laughs> you're going to... How was the the cougar? The the cougar gets a six out of ten. I, I, I take my my scores very seriously. A ten out of ten is nearly impossible. Yeah, yeah, no. I'd give Cop- like you know a Copenhagen Wintergreen would get like an eight out of ten from what I remember. The cougar can hang, man, but it reminds me of grizzly. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of. But grizzly. But I think the price really. But that's the the kicker. Yeah, well, that's the kicker. That, 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 score. That's what helped the score, Andrew. Did, doesn't buy dip or dip anymore, but yeah. like you know, going from a seven dollar to can to two dollars a can. Man, ah, God, it gets me rocked up, boy. It was good, but so Andrew and we talked about this a little bit beforehand, and we're saving it for the podcast. You, if actually, I don't know if anyone we've never talked about it. You are Native American. Yes, uh, that is a part. That is a part of my heritage. It's hard to understand when you're down the biological line because I'm yeah. a low percentage, but I'm I'm a direct descendant of Lepon Apaches from Brackettville, Texas. Yes. So Andrew, as long as I've known him, and I've known your whole family too, like you know the Freeman or not the Freemans, but my, that other yeah, side, yeah, the other side, Brooks side, you know. Yeah. You can like, see it. You can see it in us. Oh yeah, y'all are all tan, and you know <laughs> we're not Spanish. We're 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 native. Yeah. Yeah, y'all y'all have that native blood, bro. Yeah. That real Native American. <laughs> and but, we're, we happen to be a part of the most badass tribe out there, the Apaches. That that's hard as shit, man. Yeah. Like they used to scalp the shit out of people and oh, stuff. Yeah. Like yeah, and uh, they gave the first taper fade. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I've always, we've always known, it's always been like in the family, we know we were Apache, and we had like, my great uncle Ruben kind of was connected to the culture, and uh, going to his house when I was a kid, I'd go in there and he'd be playing, you know, on a drum, singing Apache songs, burning sage, and, but like, we never took it that serious, but uh, I recently went down to Brackettville, that's a south, southwest Texas, Kenny County, and that's the, that's the area of the Lepon Apaches, it's the easternmost tribe of apaches most apaches are in like west texas arizona we were the easternmost and it's basically the lepons were like a lost tribe they were you know they were killed off you know they had a they had a a fierce battle with the spanish they hated the spanish they hated the comanches um i learned they fought alongside the texans in the texas revolutionary war against the spanish gang they were allies with the texans which is you know pretty badass remember the alamo (laughs) so they uh there's like all this cool history and uh you know i never realized how much my family is still culturally connected until this past weekend i went down to Brackettville and i learned like half the town is is family and we're we're basically a lost tribe that's kind of been forgotten you know some of some of the lepons were moved to the mescalera reservation in new mexico some were moved to oklahoma and the rest were either killed off the ones that stayed in Brackettville, they basically assimilated and they pretended to be mexicans that's how they got away with surviving down there. And uh, my family's finally finding our, our cultural identity again. And uh, we're trying to gain our, 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 our sovereignty. Uh, you know, we, we might someday be a federally recognized tribe. So uh, I'll be a, you know, a U.S. citizen, but I'll also be part of the Lee Apache Nation. 
You, so. you basically said you were reborn. What did you say a second ago? <laughs> I heard this. Uh, so I attended a ceremony with my family, and uh, one of my relatives, uh, he was just joking around. He said, we're reborn savages. And uh, so that's like my, that's like a joke I say now is I'm a reborn savage because, you know, you know, I grew up a Texan, you know, grow up in the Kunas culture here in Southeast Texas. And that's kind of what I always, you know, kind of associate with. But now I'm finding this other part of my uh, culture and I'm a, I'm a reborn savage. That's why I wear my necklace now. You know, my neck, my, my uncle Ruben gave me this when I was a little kid and I was always embarrassed to wear it because I didn't know how much culture we actually had. And, uh, we actually have a lot and, um, uh, it's, it's pretty cool, man. Like the Apaches were, were some serious badasses and, um, the culture almost died off, but we were, we're holding on to it. And a lot of my family's starting to reunite. And, um, if all goes well, we'll be a, we'll be a sovereign nation again sometime soon. That's dope, dude. Yeah, I mean, we, we've known you've had it. Uh, yeah. I mean, you told me like a long time ago when we first met that you're like, yeah, I got that blood. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. but, not that much, but you know, if you're one drop, you're part of the, you're part of the tribe. And, uh, but you just had, I'm talking like you just got it. You got the, like, I don't know what the spirit animal of an Apache is, but you got it because <laughs> he's Mustang. definitely got it. I'm telling yeah. you, like, you, what do you, well, you say muskrat? <laughs> <laughs> a Mustang. Oh, Mustang. A Mustang. Oh, I thought you said a muskrat. I was like, damn, boy. But, uh, like, no, like the way you handle yourself in, like, the outdoors, yeah. like, with wildlife, like, you, you take some of the, most dope photos of like snakes yeah, and no doubt. Oh, yeah. I think it's possible that the the reason I gravitated towards all the you know wild you know the snakes and the alligators and all that just a deeper connection to the outdoors. I think it, it probably does come from the Apache side. Yeah, you got that Cody in your lungs. <laughs> You're just howling at the moon all yeah. the time, dog. Got that cougar. But, <laughs> that's why that that cougar probably reopened another part no of doubt. your yeah. soul. But what 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 actually made me feel like a reborn savage was attending my first sweat lodge. And for those that don't know, a sweat lodge is a, it's a religious ceremony for the Apaches. And a lot of different tribes have sweat lodges, but they're all done differently. And it's basically like a sauna, but crank up the heat, you know, an extra 20 degrees. And it's so hot in there. The first, when you go in there the first time, it, you, you don't think you're going to survive. Like, I, I feel like you could die in there if you stay in there too long. But it's this little hut, you know, and uh, they, they put hot rocks in there and they pour water over it and they burn sage on it and cedar. And there's four rounds, and each round has four songs, and everybody's drumming, and we're singing in Apache. We have a, a medicine man from the White Mountain Apache tribe that leads the sweat, and uh, he's he's an in-law. He's he's married to my, one of my cousins. And, man, you get in there, and it's pitch dark, and you're with all your relatives, and, uh, man, it's an intense experience. And uh, I hope someday I can invite my friends into it that, that are brave enough for it because it, it, it moves you. It's so hot. Sounds like it. Bro, you got me sweating. <laughs> my, my forehead's sweating over here, man. man. you know, you've been in a sauna before? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, a sauna's uncomfortable. Yeah. And you stay in there, and I've been in a sauna before, and this this is like a sauna, you know, times two. Like, it's 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 the the level of heat is, is almost, like, unhealthy. I feel like if you stayed in there too long, you would just die. Dude, I need to get yeah. up in that bitch and be like, it's, look. It's crazy. This get up in there, get yeah. that sage running through my blood. Bro, that's got to be a hell of a detoxation. Though. Oh, dude, you oh, feel my. amazing out there. Oh, yeah. God. I, the four out of the four rounds. Now, the thing is... Are you able to hydrate in there? Or no? uh, we, we could bring water in. I don't think traditionally we're supposed to, but uh, a lot of us newcomers, we're able to bring water in. If it ain't tradition, we don't want it. <laughs> but uh, And in the, in the White Mountain way, only men are allowed in the sweat. Women are not allowed. Um, so it's just us dudes in there. And 
Now, if someone bails in the middle of the of a round, they add an extra round. So we actually had oh. to do five rounds. Hell yeah. <laughs> Sweat box. And each round gets hotter. They add more rocks. We, we, we make a big fire early in the morning before a sweat. You make a big fire, put uh, rocks in there, and they heat up for hours. And you start putting them in there. And the first round's like five rocks. The next round's like ten rocks. Four, How big are these rocks? They're big-ass rocks. Like they're, and they're lava rocks. They're from West Texas. Oh. So they heat up. They're yeah. like nearly glowing in there. And uh, so we had to do five rounds. But after the second round... I was like, man, I don't think I can survive a third round. So I skipped a third and the fourth. I was really ashamed. Um, but I, I hung in there on the fifth. I went in on the fifth, and I actually stayed up. I sat up the whole time because, you know, in the first and the second round, if you're sitting up, you're getting all the heat. But if you lay down, you can find some cooler air on the ground. So I basically had my head in the dirt the whole time just to survive. Because yeah. uh, the heat, when it hits you, you're trying to breathe, and it's – like 120 plus degrees in there and it's the cedar in there and the sage and um it's really fucking hard man it's like the it's the most challenging thing i've ever done like test my mental toughness you know we you know we all played football and you know gone through two days and you know working out in the heat and all that you know that'll test you but this was another level and uh next time i go down my goal is to get all four rounds hell yeah but maybe the bite dragons can start our own where we do like Pine wood and rice straw. <laughs> like, it just, it's 180 degrees. The Bayou Dragons are about to do their first ever sweat. We're using uh, pine bark and rice straw and no. some marsh grass. Cypress, cypress uh, leaves from the marsh, from the swamp. We're just using poison ivy. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> one thing I liked about it, my uh, cousin, he sets up a, an ice bath. So we hop in the ice bath after too. So it's oh, sauna. That's refreshing. Like a sauna, oh, and dude. Ice, cold plunge. That's and Porter and Mitch's thing, right? Oh there. my god, we, boy! That's not really part of the ceremony, but it's just like an added thing we did. Hell yeah, dude! I bet you're that's fucking just ready oh, to run amazing. a forty. I feel amazing. I gotta, you know, it's six hours to Brackettville from Beaumont, um, but I'll I'll be making most sweats. They do, you know, the first weekend of every month, and it's part of my life now, man. I'm a I'm a reborn savage to the core. Hell yeah, gang! I would get a tattoo, dude. I'm going to get a tattoo, but uh, uh, I'm going to wait a little bit. I got to make sure I, I understand all the cultural shit and Absolutely. make sure I do everything right. Because I wanted to get a tattoo like months ago, but it wasn't the right time, man. I got I to gotta feel it in my bones first. You know? Yeah. You need to feel it yeah. like all the way down into your yeah. groin area. Because it's like, like balls. It's like serious tribal shit, man. It's, I got it's the guy the for you, man. I know. Mon- Mon- Mondo. Boris, huh? No, Davey. <laughs> Who's Mondo? Isn't it, isn't it called? Uh, no, there is a Mon- I think there is a Mundo in the area. No clue. Davy. No, Davy out of Sorry Mom in Beaumont. And he looks like oh, he could be Native different. American. No doubt. Yeah, he a is. lot of people. There's a lot of people that don't even know. Yeah. By the way, one of the nicest guys. I met him. I met him twice. Just we met him. Met him at the Gator Fest, man. And he was just oh, yeah. the most genuine dude. Man. Solid yeah. man. No Solid doubt. Yeah. I got to get some ink, man. I it, not just that, but uh, you know other cool shit. I'm jealous of y'all's. Tats. You look at myancestry.com. I'm like a Heinz 57. I ain't got literally like a cool story <laughs> yeah, like man. you, man. Yeah, no. I, I never I, know, man. A lot I, of people have native blood. They just don't know it. Oh, That's I did awful. 23 and me. Boy, I'm white. <laughs> I'm talking 99.9. Oh, I got French. Well, uh, that's you all white, though. That's but, but French got French got. Cool I am like I am like six. Well, I, after I say this, you're probably going to scout me, but I have like 6% Spanish in me. Oh, yeah, man. Like, I don't want you to come and fuck me up, but like... <laughs> My twenty three and me is very uh, Nordic. Nordic, you know what I'm talking about. Like I was going across on long boats, you know, and 
Man, you might have Viking blood in you. Those hey, were dude. savages, too. Hey, bro, I'm a different kind. Let's get into a, a little bit of George's background. Oh, we got to get George, man. Oh, Lord, man. So, how how did you meet George Mitchell, first off? And so, then we're going to ask George. You yeah, know. I want to get into how I initially met George um, and also talk about George's background because I really don't know a whole lot about George's like background before I met him. But I met George uh, during Hurricane Harvey. A uh, buddy of mine said, hey, dude, a guy I know called me. He needs a boat ride to his house to check on things. He's got some cattle. I was like, yeah, man, I'm just – during Hurricane Harvey, I was fortunate enough not to flood, so I was helping other people. So I was I was all about it. So we get down uh, – what is Boondocks it? Boondocks Road. Boondocks Road. And uh, for going, those of you – Going about 30 miles per hour in a boat. We've talked about <laughs> Hurricane Harvey on, on this podcast, you know uh, – Definitely quite a few times, but George lived in a pretty bad area for Hurricane Harvey. The The whole entire area was underwater, so George pulls up. Nice to meet you, man. You know, I could tell right off the bat, you know, he's a good old dude. And we hop in. We were in a um, aluminum bass boat. A tracker. Uh, a tracker. 16-foot tracker. 16-foot tracker. <laughs> and we all hop in this boat. We launch right in the middle of the road. That's what we were doing during Hurricane Harvey. We were launching boats right in the middle of the damn road. It's crazy. And we get cruising down, and, uh, you know, we're going closer and closer to George's house, and there's just, you look on the side of the road, there's cars completely underwater. It's insane, man. And so we get there, and uh, at the time, George was living, um, I don't know, you had, a, you had a single wide out on that property. Yeah, and on, uh, we put it out there on 20 acres, so. Yeah, he had uh, he had 20 acres. He had a single wide out there, beautiful piece of property. For what, what I could see, it was mostly underwater, but that water was like right up to the house. So his house was good, if I'm correct, right? Yeah, it was. The house was good, but then, man, this is when it hit. He had uh, several cows out in his pasture that were, um, I believe they all ended up dying. Yeah, unfortunately. They yes. all ended up dying, but... Um, the pasture was flooded, and we were trying to save them, and it was just a big ordeal, man. It was sad. George jumped in the water, was trying to save some of the cows, get them to higher ground, but it just wasn't going to happen because there was the whole property was underwater. But it was a pretty sad situation, but that's how I initially met George, and we've been very good friends ever since Absolutely. after going through that experience. No doubt. Yeah, man, my uh, my uh, cattle's always ran in my, in my family-wise. Uh, and I wanted to be like my grandpa. I always wanted to be like my grandpa. And he, uh, at one point, we had over uh, 600 mama cows. And uh, I started this little, like I said, just a little 20 acres of land. And I had about uh, 17 head of cattle. And uh, 17 head of cattle, you know, you know all their characteristics. And they become more of a pet than actually, you know, a cattle-wise or a cow. And uh, that was that was probably the top three worst times of my life uh, going through that. And, uh, of course, like jumping in the water, you know, uh, these, uh, these cows were, we were trying to lead them out to highway 73, which is higher ground. And we spent what hours out there yeah, we were tugging out there. on them, uh, yeah, for a long time. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, but in the end, you know, uh, it is what it is. Uh, I went back to my grandpa and I told him I didn't want to be a cowboy no more. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> as simple as that. It, it struck me that hard, that hard. Uh, maybe eventually down the road, you know, we'll, we'll replace them, but. Not anytime soon. Still, uh, still working my way through that. <laughs> it's hard, man. That no that doubt. hit everybody hard, different in different ways. You know. Oh, I know. I'm not the only one. You know, they're just the 
but the way the community came together, you know. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't have this friendship right now with Mitch. Um, and later on that became, you know, Porter and all that good stuff. But uh, that's the way the community came together, you know. I didn't even know Mitch, and Mitch was right there on that boat, you know. I was trying to help anyone that needed help. And yeah, luckily I, I ran into you, and we, you know, became very good friends. And now you work in the plant like all the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> also, congratulations on your new job, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know. I don't want to say the, the job on here, but. Yeah, no, that's fine. Hell of a gig. Hell of a gig for uh, me and my daughter, you know. Uh, you know, I'm blessed. Blessed all around. No doubt. You've, um, going back to, you know, you you came and accidentally, you know, basically became uh, trending. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, and the funny, like, you trended because you're a big, swole, some bitch. I guess yeah. you love I, to work out. Yeah, I love to work out. You know, that was uh, more of a therapeutic thing for me, um, and uh, mentally wise. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I, I do eat my uh, my Flintstone vitamins every night. So, gang, dude, I, I need to get on some of them Flintstone <laughs> I vitamins. I got you, bro. I got you. I remember <laughs> when I used to be the kind of like the the swoller person, you know, in our group walking around, and then George just walked up, and I was like, well. I'm a bitch. Dude, man, it, it kind of happened like my, my workout journey. I've always hit it here and there, you know, just the, the basics of things. And and probably like every other male in this generation that starts going to the gym is over a breakup, you know. And uh, that's where I put all my time and energy in. And I said, uh, watch this, bitch. And that was it. <laughs> you can glow <laughs> hey, up. Sky's the limit, man. I was trending with the Bayou Dragons, uh, you know, started my new job, uh, you know, gained 30 pounds in a year. Things uh, just things just started happening for old George. Hell yeah, Hell yeah. the yeah. George, the George. Me and George have had some very good times together. A lot of fun, and uh, look forward to many more good times in the near future. I know you're going to come hang out with us this weekend, huh? Rice absolutely, Fest. Absolutely, absolutely, man. Uh, yeah, I actually uh, popped up a year ago. Man, it was yesterday? It was us three uh, at Rice Fest? So. Well, I yeah. tell you what, dude. I hope you come because every time we go it, to any show we do, everyone always asks about you. Where's the Where's the big dude? The big tatted dude? <laughs> I know they're not talking about me, and they're not talking about Porter nor Tanner. Nor no, Matthew, they're definitely not talking about Tanner nor Joe. So <laughs> definitely not talking about Joe. People definitely want to see you meet you, man, and uh, I hope you're able to come. And I will tell you this. Rice Fest this year, uh, I don't know when this podcast is going to come out. I don't know if it will come out before Rice Fest or after, but I'm before. Fucking, I'm fucking before. excited it needs for to Rice come, Festival. It needs to come out before. Dude, I mean, such a great yeah, thing. I probably put it out before, but, dude, Rice <laughs> Fest this year, <clears throat> so not only. Dude, I think Thursday would they, be good. They knocked it out of the park with the entertainment this year. They're going to have badass entertainment, and the weather is going to be prime. we got a cool front blowing in. It's going to be great temperatures. Uh, the weather holds out. It's going to be great. I hope, and, um, and I hope you're not jinxing. That's the fourth time you said it today. And if anyone from Southeast Texas does <laughs> listen to this, you know that it's the worst. Like, there's two times a year where you can get rain, even when it's not supposed to. Gator Fest, Rice Fest. That's that's a fact. It didn't rain rain for 82 days. Gator Fest weekend rain. rain. It hasn't rained since Gator Fest now. And it's coming up to Rice Fest. I remember, dude, growing up. I'm about to pull up the weather app. And all see, of us. Make sure. Yeah, don't, don't yeah, start. Double check it before we start. We, um, I remember growing up and just, like, especially, like, when we were our teens, you know, driving up in that bitch and just destroying the parking lots. Like, this, this the grass, muddy parking lots. We've had, like, since, I mean, 
since I can remember, we've had like five of them get canceled because of weather. I will know? tell you this though. Yes, and they're, they're because of hurricanes. So yeah, it's just during tropical depressions. But Wednesday, I think it kicks off Wednesday, which there is a chance of rain Thursday. But I'm talking about the weekend. We got 70s, 60s, and even temperatures dropping into the 50s. <laughs> For Sunday, hey, so it's man. gonna be fucking prime. I would do some weird things for fifty degree weather. Oh man, no doubt. Weird, huh? Weird, weird. Hell yeah, bro. Man, I I gotta I gotta mention something about Aaron. I, man, I met you like a long time ago. Long time ago. Like eighteen. Yeah. I was like eighteen or nineteen. Yeah. And we only we've been we hung out like one evening. And man, you told me before I left. He's like, man, if you ever need anything, you let me know. Hell yeah. That's a guy that will always have your back, and he's There's a good no one to doubt. have on your fucking side. <laughs> no yeah. doubt about that. And I I will tell you this. <laughs> Anytime, like, if I'm in a bind and I, need, like, need some help and I call George, like, for help, he is always there every single time. He is solid. The man, man. He's Hell the man. Well. He's solid. <laughs> hey, Mitch, should we bring up the the, uh, the strip club moment? I don't believe we should. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we're not going to bring that up. This was, uh, this is a, all right, but just know that was before kids and, and wives. So. Yeah, me, me and George <laughs> had some good times for sure. Strip Hell club, yeah. huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not about the strip club. No, it's no, the it's, event that unfolded at the strip club the that we're, club. we're not going to bring up for yeah. legal purposes. <laughs> oh, come on, Mitchell. No, I mean. I don't it, know. How long can you open up a case for? Uh, uh, ten years, probably. Oh, oh yeah, shit. yeah. Let's not talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> this wasn't ten years ago because I know what happened. Let's not, let's not bring it up. But if y'all uh, come to the Rice Festival, ask them about it. You know, ask Mitch. Yeah, we'll gladly tell you the story. Nothing on record. No, no record. Yeah. You can tell stories. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't want the 200 people that listen to this, you know, be like, damn. Hey, Mitch didn't talk to me for like six months after this, man. Like, I had to lay low. Yeah, we had to lay low, man. I had to lay low under the radar. Gang. Still laying Shit low. happens, man. It does. It does, man. Shit does happen. It does. It, it really does. Hey, we are today. Yeah, we have a reborn Apache. Reborn, reborn Savage. Savage. We have the swallowest guy in Southeast Texas. Not, yeah. not even close. Like maybe like no, no. Come on, no. I would say he's up yeah, there. There's, there's, there's some. You'd be in the top five percent at the Y Gym. Have you heard of the Y Gym? That hey, I know that um, there's some big dudes. I'm the top at Exergen, and you, I, you I can't go to there. like World Gym or anything like that because I know their dudes gonna be slower than me. So yeah. I'm just like fuck that. I'm gonna stay at Exergen. Yeah. You probably you work out of Finet Fitness still. Uh, no, nah, man, my fed, my finet fitness days are over with, man. But, that place, uh, that's a, I heard it. That's went, a hell of a gym. Though. I heard it. Well, it used it used to be. I heard it, it used went to downhill. Be a badass gym, dude. I just yeah. like because the deal was like after COVID, you know, and it sucks, but COVID, a lot of people left, and a lot of people that own gym equipment there took their gym equipment, and that, I started my own gym during COVID. Yeah, yeah P May's powerhouse located hey, in Hampshire. Hey, dude, yeah. I had like I had like fifteen people on rotation working out of my house, dude. I had more than Finette Fitness did. Like, you know, and everybody's like it was kind of like an underground like frook like thing. Everybody's like, Hey man, can I get in that gym? I'm like, Yeah, dog, it's open up. I'd get home, dude. I remember one time, this is the weirdest shit. Hey man, I, uh, you got any of them dumbbells? Yeah, dude. I get home. And Tim Hodges, who we all know Tim Hodges, he's six foot ten, two hundred and ninety pounds, you know, uh, played Tennessee football. He's mowing my grass and he's like, Man, I figured I would mow your yard since you let me come and work out, like, you know, and during this time of crisis, I'm uh yeah, give me a Miller latte, please. Uh but it was so funny, like seeing a six foot two dude on my uh uh zero turn just mowing the shit out of my yard. It was very uh, nice of him. 
but like people were bringing over like Chance Sewell brought over like a punching like a punching bag. I got dumbbells brought. I got like just a bunch of cool shit. And now PMA's powerhouse, you know. Am I, am I wasting my seventy dollars a month at the Y gym? I Bro. think you are, dude, because I get snaps from Porter every day of him working out shirtless, and he's got it going on over there. He really does. Hey, dog, man, you no know. doubt. Where's where, Y gym? Are you talking about the Y gym? It's dude, it's it's, it's, dope. it's it's a it's it's a real bodybuilding gym, and it's huge. Where's it at? It's uh it's off of uh it's in Beaumont, Dallin. Kind of by uh, the mall and all that shit. It's not a YMCA. It's no, 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 no. It's not, called the no, Y it's gym. Double, it's W H Y. The Y gym. This yeah. dude that started some young dude from Viter, and uh, he he just uh, an entrepreneur and he is passionate about bodybuilding and he wanted to start something that um, that's very similar to like the Alpha Elite Gym in Houston. Like uh, you know imp, you know a lot of influencers go there and it's a uh, it's a film friendly gym. Like a lot of people are there trying to start their fitness career. A lot of people are trying to make it in the fitness industry, and it's it, the environment is people grinding. Man, it's it's there's no there's no like you know, bullshit in there. Everybody's serious. And Bro. It's it's set up for bodybuilders. Bro. Dude, I've seen so many shirtless dudes in there, though, man. I don't, well, I don't Bro. I work out shirtless in there. We need, we need to all go yeah. in there one it day. It feels amazing, dude. I bet. We need to go work in there as, see a, as a crew. Here, and, do, and do some footage in there. Bro. Pumping no. some iron. PMA's powerhouse, dog. I'm telling you right now. And the lighting is set up for photography. Like, dude, it's dog. It's cool. Oh, bro, I'll, I'll probably have a field day in there. I probably wouldn't leave, man. Dude, it's it's badass, and that, like the machines they have, which I mean, I stick to the like compound stuff, but they have all the crazy machines you could imagine. It's 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 pretty legit. Do they have any like saunas or anything? They have a sauna, yeah. They better have it for the price, man. Bro, I got a sauna. They got a gym. They got a basketball court. I what are they charging a month there? Seventy. That's 70 pretty steep. Austin, you have your own sauna, dude. I wouldn't pay that you shit. Got my sweat now. Yeah, yeah. you have a sweatshop, man. I think the most I ever paid was forty bucks a month, and I will say it was well worth it. And I'm not going to give away my secret location where it was because I plan to get another membership there one day, close to my work. But the y, very good price. YMCA. I'm not disclosing location. Oh, okay. <laughs> dude, I would very good price. Thirty five dollars. Come and work out at PMA's Powerhouse, bro. Hey, sign me up, bud. We're getting. <laughs> Dude, yeah, dude, I am so I'm also bloated right now, bro. Aaron. Hey, I, man, I'm I'm having trouble breathing over here, man. <laughs> that, this uh, Lone Star Lot in the in the rice, man. Whoo, boy, yeah, the boudin I, is expanding in my stomach. Yeah, you ate what seven oh, eight, seven probably. links of boudin? Yeah, probably, man. Probably. I looked over and you were just housing them, just <laughs> dominating. Even Chewy sucked them down <laughs> like a cartoon, just <laughs> looking like uh, the sound effects, Mitchell. That was do it again. <laughs> no, I can't. Come on, it was a one time. One time. I'm gonna go back and just put that as a clip. <laughs> <laughs> to start this last segment, uh, I just want to let I know he's not gonna listen to it, but Tanner, I just kicked your ass this weekend in fantasy. <laughs> I'm still kicking your ass. It's 151 to 116. Okay, so enjoy that. Just whipping, killing them, dude. Yeah, just killing them. Good, You're lucky man. I haven't played you yet. Yeah, uh, I got a couple <laughs> leagues, but uh, I go back and forth. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to our match together. Dude, I'm, what what I love about this, and I'm not like this, this is some super football fan, but I got rated the worst draft, you know, like for the year. It gave me a D-minus draft, blah, blah, blah. I've been beating the shit out of everybody. Like it was their, my stepkid, <laughs> man, I'm telling you. Beating the trash out of them. And I'm making Tanner just – you know, rethink his whole just existing, his whole, his whole being right now. I know he's sitting at work 
just crying right now. Yeah, so. Tanner's working tonight. Hope you're enjoying that, Tanner. Speaking of genuine dudes, man, that Tanner, genuine dude. I wouldn't go that far, George. But I don't know. He's always been cool to me. He's genuinely getting his ass kicked right now, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Fantasy football. I know. We I'm, give uh, all our friends a hard time. Tanner is a, a solid guy, man. He is. I've known him for a good while. I remember you and him used to hate each other, but y'all got a part, y'all figured y'all stuff out. Yeah, dude. So um, the core group of the Bayou Dragons, uh, me, Porter, Tanner, Matt, George. Um, Tanner, for some reason, I could never figure it out. Tanner moved to our school. I don't know. It was like fifth grade. Fifth grade. grade. Man, he just he did not. You know, you go about school in a certain way, and then. You see a kid, you just don't like him. And that was Tanner to me. He did not like me. That's how and Porter was I, with me. I could never figure out why, but eventually, you know, he warmed up, and now we're we're great friends. Porter hated my guts. Like, I would be around Porter, and you just felt the tension. He's like, I agree. Porter just wanted to smoke me down, and I never knew why. Nope. <laughs> never. We'll, put this all, we'll put this all Let's on record. Let's put it out there, man. Let's put it bigger. all out there. Because he's bigger than you. No, no, <laughs> no, I was actually bigger than George bigger, yeah, at the at the me. time. I've I've been like this size for like the last like eight years. Yeah, bro, are you ever gonna get bigger? <laughs> no, you that's plateaued. Like, don't like, do that. Hey, don't do that to him, man. He's gonna be <laughs> he's gonna be doing seven twelves in the in his, dude, yeah, dude. In his gym, man. No, George is helping me out getting bigger. But no, didn't hate you. But I even told Mitchell, I was like, he is too much. Because you went through a little wild stage. Okay? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You man. went through a wild stage. Before the baby, man. Yeah. Before my beautiful baby. And everyone girl. does, but like your wild stage was. A little too wild. You were very aggressive. You were a very aggressive person. Very violent. And I am not a violent, aggressive person at all. <laughs> and I'm, I was like, I'm, you know, I'm at least cool enough with him where I'm not, you know, I'm not threatened like that you're going to beat the fuck out of me. But I was like, <laughs> I was like, I, I can't go in public with right. George because. Dude, it was like, you know, there was a span where you just got in he fights was. all he, the time. It was, was constant, man. No, it was, was constant. No and, yeah, you know, man. and everybody has their deal and everybody goes through stuff. But I was like, I told Mitch, I was like, I will not hang out with them because he's too aggressive. He Like, if one person pops off, you beat the shit out of him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And look. That's it's true. I've seen it. Dude, and it's fine. We had some times, man. But, like, you calm down. Absolutely. Absolutely. And. Like, I was like, you know, I got to know you, and, like, dude, you are a genuine dude. I'll enjoy the shit out of you, and we're friends. No doubt. But no it doubt. just, I didn't hate you. I didn't want to be around you. Right, no, that's probably for the best, man. Probably a smart decision on uh, on your part. No well, doubt. yeah, I was just like, Mitch, like, hey, we're going to go out to this. Uh, me, George, Nunley, whoever, I'm just like, no. <laughs> no. You I lost me at George. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, you, then you have those two guys. I was like, dude, I don't feel like fighting tonight because that was literally a guarantee. Yeah. But now it's, you know, everything's cool by the water pool. Absolutely. We were just talking. I don't. We were just talking outside with Matt, man, talking about, uh, you know, if, if you don't change for the best, you know, for your kids, uh, then you ain't. You ain't doing about. You ain't. Yeah, doing I think right. having a child for you was one of the best things. No that doubt. Ever no doubt. I was scared yeah. to death, uh, but at the same time, you know, I'm. They they think people say I'm obsessed with my child, but at the same time, you know, it. it she uh she's changed my life for the better and uh, calmed me down a lot. And if it probably wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't be here. You know, I'd probably be in prison or, or uh, in a jail cell holding on to someone's pocket or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, man. But yeah, like we'll go on record. I never hated you, but I did not. You could tell. Everybody could tell. I was like, I ain't fucking with them. Yeah. And not in like a way of like, oh, dude, if I see him, I'm going to beat the show. I was like, I just don't want to see him because yeah. I do not want to have that kind of, you know, that's not my kind of my group. 
I, I, I fell into the uh, I fell into the life of uh, I guess I wouldn't say I, I started I was one of them guys that started everything but if someone was picking on someone that I cared about and you know like in circum in certain circumstances like Mitch or something like that I, I was I'd be the first one you know let, let's let's tumble and let's see where this goes um, no hesitation and, yeah no hesitation <laughs> I, and then I'm the, I'm the type of one that I'm not gonna let you put your hands up to beat my ass you know what I'm saying I'm just gonna fucking no. smoke you. And I'm leaving. Like, yes. simple as that. You're on the ground. I'm in my truck hauling ass to Hampshire, Texas at <laughs> 1 o'clock in the I, morning. <laughs> no, and I get that. And, like, I'm not saying, I like, I'm going to just be a pussy about stuff. But I just, dude, it, it, it revolves like you just had that. Dude. that It just happened. Man. Fighting me. was wherever you right. were. And I was like, I'm not. I, exactly. And looking back on it, dude, it, it's somewhat disgusting. You know, like, looking back on that because, I mean, I not to get into detail of, of everything, but I'm lucky, man. I, I'm blessed that I didn't get in trouble. You know, I don't have a rap sheet. Um, and well, I do have a rap sheet verbally, but you know, uh, criminally, no, criminal. How do you say that? Criminal, criminally, a mini, mini, me. got it. Mini, me. Yeah. Anyways, I got really blessed on that. And, uh, I think that's what set me up, uh, for the life of my daughter. You know, I don't, I can do things and uh, I can provide for her in certain ways that my, my past didn't affect me. Yeah. So. yeah, that's good, man. It says a lot about your character. No doubt. Like it just says, builds character. But it does build character. <laughs> I do like, though, like you are one of my friends that if I get in some fucking shit, oh, and hey. I'm talking like some physical shit. <laughs> Let's tango, cuz. I got you. Damon I Bailey. Da- I got Damon hey. and Aaron George. <laughs> we, yeah. All we need is Damon Bailey, man. I got, Golly. like, I'll, I'll like, hey. honestly, no offense, Mitch, but I'm calling, I'm calling <laughs> George, Damon, probably Martise or Chris Sweat. You know what I mean? Imagine get one of my brothers in there, and they about yeah. to, you know, imagine up. Damon and, and George clashing, man. That'd oh my gosh, no, man! I'd be like, hey, that'd hey, be a Damon. fucking battle. <laughs> I don't want to see that. You know, I never want to see. You that. know who also got them hands, bro? Poke Bantana, dog. Yeah, they like straight. I don't want to. I wouldn't mess with him for show. Yeah, I've I've seen uh, some shit, man, and I'm glad to have the friends that I do, you know, <laughs> on my side. If I'm ever, you know, I try to handle myself. Uh, in situations, but if I do need help, I know who to call. Yeah, and, and avoid unnecessary conflict. Yeah, Mitch, you've, you've never been the one to. Uh, you've always been, uh, you know, the the chill one. You know? I try to be, yeah. man. I try to be the peacemaker of no the doubt. group. I don't like conflict, but but my grandpa always taught me though, man. If uh, never never fight a chill guy, you know, never fight a man that doesn't want to fight. You know, I tell you, they what, can be dangerous. I've never told this story on the podcast uh, before, but. I never have really lost my shit before, um, like fighting wise. Since we're getting into this category, it happened mm-hmm. once. I lost my fucking shit. I was driving down the bayou. We one talked day. about this, did we? We yeah, talked about it. I, remember I mean, you can anyway tell the story because I want to hear it again. Yeah. This dude, man, rammed my <gasps> boat on the bayou. Christian Simpson. And I was just, I was just putting along. Had my light bar on. It was still sunny outside. He rammed my boat. My buddy Grundle had to bail off. It was Grundle. It pissed me <laughs> off so bad that he hit my boat. He clearly saw me. I was waving at him, yelling at him, and Grundle bailed off. I got him back in the boat, and uh, the guy started yelling at me, like I was in the wrong. Clearly, he was he was jacked on some some crack or something. He was smoking crack. <laughs> fucked up you know Bro, you called me that day man and dude i said grundle you okay he fucked up my boat i got grundle in the boat i pulled up to his fucking boat i grabbed his the side of his boat leaned over and fucking decked him as hard as i could and um dude it's like when you're on drugs 
and you get hit like that, it like doesn't affect you. Nah, I hit him as nah, hard as I could. Zombie mode. He like slumped over for a minute and then he fucking popped right back up. And then Grundle grabs onto my shoulder, little dude. You know he's five. What five? I don't know. How, give him five five. Five five. You know. Come on, give him five seven at least. Grundle I'm grabs, five seven. Grundle grabs, grabs my shoulder, jumps up, and fucking hits him again. And and it was just that really made me mad, dude. Like if you know, put me or one of my buddies at risk, I get pissed off. But other than that, I, I am a peacemaker. Yeah, I will, I'm not. I don't want conflict, man. I will fight for my best friends. You know, hey, my friends yeah. hey, especially when it comes to Grundle, Christian Simpson. You know, That's if, a cool it, dude if anyone, there, man. Uh, he when I was. Gosh dang, man. It was probably about five, six years ago, you know. Used to be at their place constantly and uh it was like one of them things that like in Grundle, you know, he 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 don't he don't he don't mess around either, you know. So, Grundle don't hey, fuck hey, hey, I would hey, never hey, fuck with Grundle. Hey, he, he he stands his ground. He and, does, uh, he does stand his ground. It was like one of them one of them dudes, you know, someone, you know, touches he's, Grundle. You he's know, swole all, you know? too, man. No doubt. He's swole no as shit. And Grundle's jacked. Yeah. yeah. He is getting jacked. We have like a like a little group of buddies that are all been working out being mm-hmm. healthy and getting jacked cold plunging cold, cold plunging. it's all about dude, the cold plunge. it is dude right. i'm telling you it's between that and then uh cajun labs boy hey yeah uh, <laughs> shout out to cajun labs uh hope you like this video that's coming up here shortly i can't wait to post that video uh, dude. Yeah. It's good. i got a couple in the in the chamber for cajun labs but yeah and i apologize cajun, cajun labs uh i've seen your messages uh, i've just been uh <laughs> Been out of, I've been out of uh, pocket, man, when it comes to my life and certain things and my TikTok and, and Instagram and stuff. Uh, life-changing for me, and uh, I'm kind of out of the source. Uh, so we'll still apologize. utilize you, though. Yes, absolutely. I'll, I'll You'll you. see me on every Bayou Dragon, uh, whatever Bayou Dragon's names I'll be there. But when it comes to certain things, I will, I will not. I get I uh, on family. I get DMs and shit all the time on TikTok, and I never look at them. And I happened to scroll through them the other day. The uh, you know, non-friend messages, requested messages. And I saw Cajun Labs sent you a message. It's like, Cajun Labs, that sounds pretty cool. So I looked him up. Dude, I start seeing this guy that created this brand around, like, the whole culture of Louisiana into his supplements. And I'm like, dude, this dude's got it going on. He's got, like, I think he's got a gym. And um, very passionate about his product. So I had him send us um, – he sent us over some stuff, and we tried it. It's badass. And, so you, uh, you, you, you kind of get that stuff all the time, you know, and that was, that was probably my fault that I didn't look further into it. You no, know? like I, I, I fucking disregard a bunch of that shit because right. I'm not trying to promote people. Like that's not oh. – unless I use the product already and, like, am a full believer in it. Mitch, I I, I, speaking, it. speaking of that, man, I'm going to go off on a tangent or go off cycle here. Man, probably the, the most ridic- ridiculous – ridiculous kind of things i've got asked uh on social media wise was a female wanted to pay me three hundred dollars a hundred dollars each for each strand of mustache hair and i was going to send it to her and she would Venmo me the money on <laughs> those are kind of the messages that i get right and now. you didn't do it i mean dude i, I would have done gang that. boys i would have shaved my send them i would have shaved my crotch send them out, for old gooch you know, hair i don't care what hey, it jokes is on you pals for my i'm ass. gonna make this statement um I don't know if it's quite appropriate for the podcast. I guess it is. Dude, Manscaped, I'm not a fan. Really? I am not a fan no. of the oh, Manscaped. It, it adds at least two inches to me. Well, no, no, no we're I'm not, not saying, talking about I'm not saying the, the whole I'm shaving the process, bush. but if you they advertise, oh, this is the most badass thing to shave your crotch with, you get that Manscaped down in your crotch, you're cutting something. Oh, man, I get them Walmart clippers after that. Dude, that dude. ball. Manscaped, I you know I do have a Manscaped product. I do too, and I use it for my head. Like 
my head because I won't. It doesn't nick my head. You know, yeah. I'm bald. I I'll shave it with the manscape, and then I got one of those pit bull skull shavers to shave it bald. Because, I mean, I'm already, you know, losing the hair. I just go, I just go bald. Hey, so I just good. do that. But the manscape's good for your head. I used it on my crotch once. Nick myself and you'll nick like yourself. I, and they, they advertise, oh, it's good. It's gentle for the crotch. No, it's unnickable. not. Full charge on that son of a bitch. And I guarantee <laughs> I nicked myself multiple times. I said, fuck this, dude. And you bleed like a stuck pig, dog. Yeah, oh, dude. So if you cut yourself down there, man, you're fucking bleeding. I mean, and, you, came uh, in, you came in. Never mind. You came and pleasure yourself right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying, but yeah, I'm not a fan of the Manscaped. Yeah, no offense, Manscaped. No offense, but your product's trash. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised <laughs> to hear that because I've always seen that everywhere. And a lot of you see it. They have good prominent figures. Promoted. They have good marketing is what it is. But once you get the product in your hand and go to use it, it's junk. You'll cut your shaft yeah. off. Oh, like, man, I can't afford that. It's not like Cougar, man. It's a good product. Hey, if my shaft gets cut off, put There's me no more Cougar in there. Under. I took the last pinch. Porter, you got a fresh can of Cougar on you? Empty can right there. Empty. Here I am, fiending for another dip of cougar. <laughs> Dude, the nicotine addiction. Is God, I always hate that you you dip straight. I always hated that. Because I'm a grown-up. Before, it was Copenhagen straight, and it was terrible every time. <laughs> you know what straight is? It's like a diluted version of wintergreen. You know what? You're bitching, but you're about to take a pinch again. Yeah. So <laughs> Give me a review of the cougar straight, because I've never tried it. Jeez. I need about... Need a couple of minutes to let her soak in. About to be woozy in the head. Get a couple of spits in. Swamp Seeker's going to be buying a can of Cougar tomorrow. Yesterday, I smoked a, a one whole pack of cigarettes. A That's whole what I'm pack? About. But I was in my ancestral lands, and tobacco is a uh, sacred killers? medicine for the Apache. Marble Reds? No, he's uh, smoking lights. Lights, no. Uh, you weren't smoking unfiltered? Come on, dog. No, are you really Indian? Yeah, <laughs> we were supposed to roll our own cigarettes before the ceremony, but uh, it never happened. Dude, all jokes aside, dude, that that's that's pretty awesome, man. No, it is. It's a, it's a it's a really fucking weird experience for me. I, I will but tell you that. And uh, it's like finding, you know, finding a new identity. You know what I mean? You know, my identity is never going to change. I, right. But it's a part of my identity. Right. That's, that's always I what about. I respected about you, man. Because like you've always been been the realest when it comes to stuff like that. It's like you don't like me, well, you know, carry on your ass. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, because like. Everybody wants to be fucking Indian. It's, it's cool, you know? I don't. You know how many times I've heard my great-grandma was uh, Cherokee? I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that, Porter. I'm going to be real with you, dog. I don't have, you know, I don't have it in me. I, I don't want to be it. You ain't got that dog in you. I respect the culture. I don't, I'm happy like, with where I'm at, though. I'm happy with where I'm If I never discovered my, my native culture, I would still be fucking happy with it. I never knew my father. But it's a cool addition to the life I live. No, I respect the shit and out of the uh, culture, but like, like you're saying, there's a lot of people that try to claim to be Native American. There's right? a lot of false natives out there. Yeah. You know what? And that's one thing you'll never see me do, trying to be a false <laughs> I'm, I'm native. Right. Now, Porter, Porter's his own breed, man, no doubt. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely uh, like mutt, you know what I'm saying? Just a bunch of oh, white hey, mutt. Man, we're all mutts. We're all mutts. I tried to, you know, I did the 23 and Me to see if, you know, I had a little brother in me. And hey, now the but, government owns you, by the way. I don't care. They no, already... No. I have an iPhone, bro. They know where the fuck <laughs> I'm at. They know what Pornhub videos I'm watching. They know everything. Oh, BBC or what? Dude, bro, I'm not going to go into that, dude. I mean, first time midget, you know, BBC, whatever it is. But I don't want to. We're not going to go. We're not going to go into oh, that, man. you know, like, you know, role play. But, uh, yeah, I. Uh, how's that straight? It ain't bad. It man. brings you straight is, is back it, to your native roots, bad, boy. Man. Is it a it six? Is it a six? 
It, it, I would give it a six, yeah. It's oh. about on the same level as the wintergreen. It might be better. But we were talking. <laughs> Get up. We were talking about, man, we're going to start advertising this Cougar, $1.99. Everyone's going to buy it. They're going to go up in price. But Porter was like, man, we need Shit, to advertise so it up. so they keep it around because I don't know anyone that, that Cougar. dips Cougar. Dude, that's what that, you posted that video and everybody goes, man. I, I saw like five or six people go, man. You're, you're you're telling the secret. It's like, bro, if this has been your secret, why have you been hiding it? Yeah, stop being yeah. selfish. Yeah, don't be a like, dude. We're paying eight dollars a fucking can over here, man. Like, yeah. come on, help us. Help us out. Help a little a brother out. You know what I'm saying? I will never pay more than I don't know what they're going to oh, charge. Copenhagen Wintergreen is like seven fifty, man. Is it really? Yes, I've, dude. I've been, out go, of, I've been out of the loop so long. I if you so go bad, down man. the street to that oasis. And that oasis has come through for me many a times, but man, they overcharge on dip so oh, bad. Yeah, like, it's a, like, what's a can of Copenhagen Lanka? Because that's what that was my my at least primary eight, dip. eight around eight bucks, eight dollars. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Now they're coming up with tricks now. Like the the register lady's like a dollar fifty off if you get two, and it winds up being like fourteen fucking bucks. It's like but I can get a whole roll of fucking cougar for ten dollars. So. Ten dollars and ninety seven cents. Sure. I think uh, y'all made me a firm believer on the cougar. Not gonna lie. I was talking yeah. trash, man. But it's a price thing. It's fine, dude. And you know what? It's style. It's, it's, good. it's um, you know, people can talk trash all they want, but once you uh, if you dip it for a week, you'll be good, dude. I'm telling you, man. It's I think I think we uh, go pretty good with people talking trash. You know, what I mean, we just do our own thing. It's you know? fine. Let the let the rest settle. You know, it's that's, fine. that's how we do things. I just got a sample for our new website for my uh, my family's tribe. Look at that, Mitchell. Legit, man. No, I love it, dude. That, oh, that's nice. That your legit website. Dude, looks good. That's so cool. Yeah. Y'all need to uh, check out uh, Native American history. You know, do a little background research. You can see where take a DNA Andrew. test, man. A lot there's a lot of unknown natives out there. Dude, DNA test, bad bitch. You know, although the DNA tests are limited, they they can't tell your exact percentages, but they get you close. I don't know if I want to know my DNA, man, because <laughs> my past, like, but you're a fucking Viking. I don't know what <laughs> I am, but uh, I've shit. If I ever find my dad, I'll probably punch him right in the mouth. Oh, it, shit, it, it, just, you're probably 100% Ukrainian. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, <right>. like Baltic. <laughs> Ethiopian. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're like straight up. Dude, I will say this, though. Like, hey, Dad, if you're watching this, fuck you. <laughs> I got uh, I got so, like, I'm. it was pretty cool. Like, it tells you how much Neanderthal you have in you. Oh, yeah. shit. And I am in the top, like, 92% Neanderthal. Like, I have oh, more yeah. Neanderthal than almost everybody I know. But I work with a guy that is, like, talk about mutt, yeah. old Howard. It's like, his mom's from Thailand. His dad's from Europe. Like, you know, he has a lot. His his 23 me is insane. He is in the top, like, 1%. Yeah. Like, like I have a couple percentage underneath him. You're a, he, cave, you're a caveman. Yeah, but he's a real caveman, dude. <laughs> like, he, he is like, they're like, no one has more Neanderthal than you. And I'm like, and he's like, good as gold. I'm like, you know, good with your hands, you know, tools. Right. <laughs> Miss yeah. McCall takes it 100% Hampshire. Hampshire. Yeah, that's my, my roots. <laughs> hey, actually, it's just pecan. <laughs> pecan. Straight <Straight> pecan, pecan <laughs> blood. <laughs> You're, the McCall name is so prominent in Hampshire, Texas, yeah, no I feel doubt. like. No it doubt. is, man. You're a, you're a true Hampshire person. Um, I am, and I will be till the day I die. <laughs> Before we end this off, I do want to say, so Rice Festival, we're going to, we'll have this out before Rice Festival. Y'all come see us this weekend at the Rice Festival, Texas Rice Festival. Just look, you know, look it up on Facebook, Google, whatever. You see the lineup of musicians. It's fantastic. Great lineup this year. The best one in multiple years. But uh, in January, we're going to be having a um, gumbo cook-off, live music, washer tournament. You know, you you pay like $5 to get in, you get 
bowl of gumbo, you get your music. You can put in like an extra twenty to enter in the washer tournament. Like it's gonna be a good time, all day affair that you know we're working on getting all that here in like the next two weeks. We'll start like you know posting about That's it. That's gonna be an awesome event. People from all over can come hang out. Good entertainment. Definitely gonna have good entertainment. We're good just fun. Located at Mitch. Uh, oh, it's gonna be at the Wingfoot Club. Okay, the Wingfoot Club, and I think the address is Beaumont, but it's really Finette. All the money is going to be going to the Hampshire Finette class of uh, twenty three. Nice, like, like the, yeah, this is like a project gra- like a project Sweet. graduation kind of thing. Like we're not taking no money's going to anybody. All the money's going straight to the high school. Yeah. You know, we're gonna and we're trying to do more of that. You know, helping out the local stuff. And like I was like, man, let's get back to the kids. That's where we all went to school. That's right. where our kids are going to go to school. Right. And all the money, all proceeds, you know. If we can raise $20,000 for those kids, that'd be awesome. We can give yeah. $21,000 scholarships or something like that, you know. Yeah. That would be incredible, especially yeah. for the uh, less fortunate, you know. No yeah, way. that's what I'm, I'm I'm trying to do. So, like, you know, any donations, we're going to start picking up sponsors. So, if you do listen to this podcast and you do want to be a sponsor, message the Instagram, um, and I can get with you and we can kind of go over whatever. We're going to we're gonna have sponsorship programs. We're going to – if you are a – company will put you on like we're gonna have a banner made and all kinds of stuff you know and just we're gonna appreciate it and we're gonna talk about it a lot more i just this is just early in the works right? it's early in the works but we kind of have like you know we know the the guideline you know there's gonna be we kind of idea who the judges are gonna be you know it's gonna be the teams and the music and the just the good camaraderie you know yeah it's gonna be a great time i'm, I'm excited about that it'll be like our first big event that we host yes locally yeah we're um, we're teaming up with a couple of like local legends that used to host a gumbo cook-off, but we're just be, like revamping it and making it big, and we're gonna try to give as much back as we can. Uh, uh, shout Hell out yeah. to the Longhorn football team too, man. They're Bro, kicking ass. They are absolutely slaying, dude. Number seven in state, that boy. Is nuts, man. That's crazy. Number seven in state. We're uh, they we got, got chemistry there. They're they're good. No doubt. Watching them is fun. There's some really good talent. The coaches are awesome. Shout out Jeremy Absher, gang gang. <laughs> so, man, yeah. I, I didn't know Jeremy was coaching for HF. He's been there for like six years, dog. Really? Yeah, you're yeah, just old man. now. I'm so old, man. I didn't even know. We're yeah. all getting old, man, but we're trying to have fun. Oh, yeah, no yeah. doubt. <sighs> but anyway, we're going to close it out, man. Happy to have George Swamp Seeker back on. And um, we got some fun stuff coming in the near future. Big duck hunting and goose hunting trip coming up next month. Uh, uh, hoodies are going to be back online here soon. We're about to order those for the winter time coming. We got uh, some new hats coming. New hats, new hoodies, little little, uh, little mini drop coming for the winter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Long sleeve shirts coming back out. Hell, yeah. You know, it just, it's about to be winter time, boys. It's about to be winter time, prime time of the year, man. I'm fucking I mean, excited. It's October, like, 4th right now or 5th, and you see we're all wearing like cut off sleeves yeah, and shorts i'm barefooted hot. it's hot as shit but and that's where like people are like man where, where are the hoodies at it's like exactly. dude it's 115 at home right. yeah there's no mm-hmm. reason to have hoodies like weather but it's about to be that time hey the last set off on hoodies though man they absolutely <laughs> slayed it no doubt yeah I'm sure it's gonna be even 10 times better this year yep so, so we're gonna get that going and um let's uh hopefully see a bunch of y'all that listen to this at rice fest this weekend we'll be out there y'all come hang with us man Thank you all for listening. Episode 44.